I'ma chase my dream. Since a young and now we dream of getting rich. So what we have here is a failure to communicate with the young folk. Young bull living like an old geese. Young player from the D that's killing everything. Welcome to the Young and Dreaming Podcast, episode number six. You got your host, Gabe Mandala. What's up, what's up? We got Dre, also known as Mr. Duffy Nichols in the house. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me. No problem, no problem. I know we've been gone for a minute. Uh, a couple people hit us up asking where our episodes were. You know, we just had a quick quick hiatus. I took a trip to Philly. Dollar just got a new job. So we, we ain't go nowhere. We ain't forget about all the dreamers. We still on the path, you know. So just hang in there with us. We just coming back. So uh, let's get into it. So, Dre, uh, tell, tell people a little bit about yourself as we dive in. Absolutely. So, I am from Detroit, Michigan, West 6, Mile to be more specific. Hey. I graduated from Detroit Renaissance High School, the one and only, the number one high school in the city of Detroit. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I am currently a sophomore at Michigan State University going into my junior year studying marketing. I am currently the founder and president of my own mentoring program, the Suits for Success Youth Mentoring Program. It is currently at Renaissance uh, in conjunction with the student senate program and what my program does is provides a platform for students to collaborate in four specific areas financial professional social as well as academic and you know we just want to enhance their minds on the level of thinking that they normally don't get throughout the eight hours a day at school we want to take them you know beyond the classroom and me personally i'm just a social butterfly i love people love building relationships I'm very business oriented i love to read you know i like looking good so my closet is suited and booted <laughs> and I like having a good time. I'm a lit person. You know, my personality is a little bit of everything. You know, shout out to my mom and my dad for raising me right. And shout out to moms. Absolutely. Right. Shout, shout out, out to Dukes. Mom. Mother's Day. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I'm just I'm just in my Duffy. And, you know, every day is a new opportunity. And I'm excited to be here with you all so we can kick it, learn more about each other. Let's do it. So, in your Duffy, hopefully we all can get in our Duffy. Absolutely, right. we should. Yeah. <laughs> explain, explain that, just real quick. What okay. is, what is the Duffy? Duffy? Okay, what is okay, the Duffy? Because okay. this list, the Duffy? I'm going to break it down. So, I was on Instagram a couple months ago, like this is back in 2017, and I was scrolling and I seen a comedian, his name is Southside Jew, he's from Philly. And he made a post, and he said, if Trump passed this child support bill, man, I'm going to be in my Duffy. We taking trips on the child support check. So I, I heard it, I'm laughing at it, and then, you know, I'm like, everybody say I'm in my bag, but don't nobody say I'm in my Duffy. So he said, you know what, I'm about to coin it. And so I said, I started using it in a positive mindset, you know, instead of being in your bag, elevate your game and get in your Duffy, because when you hear Duffy, it's just like a different ring to it. Right. You know, being from Detroit, you know, kind of like in the urban neighborhoods, the Duffy carries like the merchandise, you know, a couple other things, you know, I'm not going to name, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the Duffy is kind of like sacred. So when you hear the Duffy, you're like, oh, that, that kind of got a nice little vibe to it. Right. So when I say I'm in my Duffy, that just means that I'm really pursuing my passions, my love. I'm in my bag. I'm pursuing everything that I feel as though is going to make me success, successful. Excuse me. So me and your Duffy could be, oh, I mean, I just aced this exam. I thought I was going to fail. I'm in my Duffy. You know, I just got this internship for the summer. I'm in my Duffy. You know, so being in your Duffy is just self-preservation and just being Elevation. the exact person who you want to be each and every day, being better than the person that you were yesterday. So that's what being in your Duffy is. And that's that's dope. See, um, we I noticed the Duffy, and that's that's essentially, you know, it does have a nice ring to it, and it has a good meaning behind it, Absolutely. which is part Thank of the reason you. why I brought you on here uh, to speak about 
the ways that you are in your Duffy, the mm-hmm. ways that you are making it happen, making your dreams come to fruition. Uh, side note uh, for all our listeners, uh, Dre is actually our youngest guest so far. Our only guest to have not graduated yet. And uh, the reason why he stood out is because he's not wasting any time, period. And it's a lot of people in college who don't, but I see it. Like, he's wasting no time in pursuing his dreams, right? You're 20? Yes. Exactly. Like, he's 20. Just turned 20 yesterday. Thank God. You know, sophomore in college, and he's not wasting any time. We preached this on, like, the first episode of just starting. Like, whatever you you, you want to chase, pursue, even if you don't have it pinpointed exactly, or even if you do – the first step is is important, just getting started. And that's the most important step, man. I mean, yeah. even, like, tell me about that process. Like, you know, you got accepted to college, mm-hmm. right? And you said you're 20. Mm-hmm. That's great, man. You're doing Thank all you. of these things at the age Appreciate of 20. Like, when I was 20, I, look, I was, look. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do some uh, course correction. Up here, up here, fine. We just say that. It was steep. It was super steep. Uh, so, yeah, man. Um, so, yeah. So, you said you do have a mentorship program. Absolutely. When did you start that? Or, like, or like what sparked it? Mm-hmm. What sparked it? It sparked that. my senior year of high school. Okay. I was a part of Senate uh, or student government. That's what it's called at any other high school. And a part of being a senator is that you have to come up with different projects or different initiatives that benefit the student body as a whole. And my partner and vice president of the program, Kyle McMurtry, we came together and said, we need to do something that's going to not only impact the school, but impact it for longevity. And I told him, I said, we should do a mentoring program. And I came up with the name Suits for Success because my dad, he has been wearing suits since his sophomore year of college, like myself. And I always used to see him in suits, even before I started wearing them. Anytime my dad would go somewhere, he was always dressed suit, tie, the whole nine yards. And it really just, as a young kid, it sparked, like, man, I want to be like that. I want to, you know, dress like my dad. I want to go to different business meetings like my dad. And so that's kind of where the name came from, especially when it comes from a physical aspect, especially being a black man. When you see a black man in a suit, he gives off a different aura than, you know, if he were in his regular clothes. Not saying that you can't be successful without with or without a suit or look successful with or without a suit, but it's just that representation of you actually, you know, wearing that male or female. Let me say that. Yeah, that's a, it's a little more tangible. Absolutely. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so when I had the idea, I pitched it to Kyle, and then we actually just, like Gabe said, we just started. We brainstormed all ideas. We came up with, like, a mission statement. We came up with, like, values that we wanted to instill in the students and, you know, everything that we really wanted the program to do. And in 2017, when – I'm sorry. Yeah, 2017, we – no, let me backtrack. 2016, of February, we did our first program – and it was called It Takes a Village. And what we talked about was the importance of team building, the importance of using your resources, the importance of having a strong backbone at home, especially within your community. And then from then on, we want to talk about financial literacy, talked about scholarships. We talked about resume building, interviews, and we talked about hypermasculinity. When all of these different topics that students, especially young men, don't hear about while they're inside the actual school, you know, eight hours of the day. I had a lot of great guests come and uh, speak to the students. Uh, um, one, Dave Woods, who's the owner of Enjoy Detroit. He's like the first person. Also had Mr. Ambrose, who works in admissions office for Michigan State, uh, helped get some students admitted into college as well. And, you know, just a plethora of other people had connections with the Detroit Lions come out. Joshua Bynes, who used to be a linebacker with the Lions, he came out and spoke. Brandon Scott works with community development for the Lions. He came out and kicked it. So the network that I have been able to build, I just filtered it straight to the mentoring program because it's all about 
who you know and who knows you, not necessarily what you know. So if I can instill that into other young men that I know, then the legacy will continue to be built not only within Detroit, but it'll spread out as well. You know, as many stories get ready to go to college and they can say like, mentoring program at Renaissance that really helped me to do A, B, and C, and then they can come back and filter that same mindset back into the next, you know, mm-hmm. sophomores or freshmen, juniors and seniors. That's nice, man. That's, that's, that's real sweet. So, like, what were the main challenges mm-hmm. um, that you had to overcome? Like, you just said a lot. <clears throat> and, and just so the listeners, like, remember, 20 years old, mm-hmm. 19, 20, you know, trying to figure himself out mm-hmm. and f- figure college out while he's doing all of this, mm-hmm. right? So he's still able to give back. So I know there are some spaces where you probably had doubt, right? Yes. I know you, there are some spaces where mm-hmm. you probably just thought you couldn't, right? Mm-hmm. So speak on that. Absolutely. So one of the biggest things that myself as well as my team came across was how are we going to be able to manage this program for the time being without us actually being able to be there? Because I'm in college, so I can't actually be at Renaissance High School 24-7 to make sure that everything's running smoothly. So that was a big challenge. And how we were able to handle that was, one, create an executive board or board of directors who could split the positions up that we need. And then we wanted to create almost like a peer mentoring with inside the program. So we did that by appointing liaisons for the program or who we call facilitators. So program facilitators would be a senior and a junior. They are our direct pipeline communication. So, for example, if Dollar and Gabe are our facilitators, we tell them everything that we need to do for this month, and they relay it back to the students. So it's like a constant communication of um, what we want to do throughout that month, depending on what exactly the topic is. So that has been a challenge. It still is a challenge because we're actually supposed to be relaunching this fall because we want to go through a whole rebranding process. You know, we want a new logo. We want a new website. I just want to make sure that this program is everything that my vision and the vision of my board of directors has for it. So that is going to be a challenge for us, as well as moving into nonprofit status, which is its own challenge in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime you're dealing with the IRS or, you know, it's like creating a business, to be honest, because I have to do paperwork. I have to file EIN. I have to make sure that yeah, I have legal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to have legal documents. And it, co- and it costs money, you know, to go through that process. But I know that at the end of the day, it's all worth it because it's not about me. It's about, you know, the impact that I want to place in the minds of these young men because somebody did it for me, and it will be selfish if I didn't do it, yeah. you know, for somebody else. How did you uh, – I don't mean to cut you off. No, me. no, you good. How did you go about selecting mm-hmm. who you wanted on your team? So, like, for listeners who kind of want to be in your position, mm-hmm. right, or even people who want to be in a framework such kind of like the, the one you had mm-hmm. – how do you go about like selecting people? Is it is it is it your best friend? Was it your best friend? Is it do you keep it like business and friendship separate? Like mm-hmm. how does that work? Or, like how does that how did that work for you in your instance? For me, what I had to do was what I kind of what I like to do a lot is I had to do a first a big self audit. I had to sit myself down and say, Dre, what are exactly are you good at that nobody else can so kind of like step match? One. That's, that's step for one. me. You know, always do your self audit. Mm-hmm. What what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And what are my opportunities for growth? That's what I did. After that, I outsourced. I said, I'm not the best with photography skills or videography. So I tapped into my network of, all right, who's hot and who's not? And then that's how I got my friend Justin Woods and Xavier Ellis to be a part of my team with both production and media. 
And then I say, all right, I need help with content and marketing. I need somebody who can be very strategic of how we do things, how we say it, and how it's personified to the public. So then I hit up my guy, Michael Lewis, who's a Wednesday graduate. So shout out to him. Oh, you know Mike? Absolutely. Okay. That's my guy. Okay, that's my, that's okay, big bro. Mike. So he works with me on my mentoring program as well. Right. Then I looked at myself and said, all right, I'm going to need help with program um, outside of Renaissance High School, whether that's community service development, fundraising, and et cetera. So I hit up my guy, Troy, who is the founder of Born Billionaire. And so he works on the board as my secretary and alongside Lamont Davis, who works with project management. And so that right there was kind of like the building blocks of our team. And then obviously I have Kyle McMurtry, who's a vice president as well. And together that is kind of, that is how I formulated my board of directors, you know, based off of what I'm good at and what I'm not. And it really just fell into place. Like everything went went smoothly. Everybody's strengths complement, you know, my weaknesses. I'm not good with photography, but then I have Justin who I can hit up and say, hey bro, I need to do a shoot with the high school students on this day. Boom, we get that done, exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm very good with public speaking and making sure that the voice and mission is fulfilled throughout the whole process. So I kind of step into that role of being that public speaker whenever we have programs Mm -hmm. that we need to be at. And so that's kind of like how I went about my process of picking my team. And yes, I have a relationship with everybody. You know, I didn't choose somebody that I didn't know. You know, obviously there are a lot of people in the city who do good work, but at the end of the day, if I don't know you, if I can't trust your character, it's going to be hard for me to work for you. Mm-hmm. And so these guys that I chose, I know without a doubt that they're going to get their job done. And it's going to be a lot of, you know, struggles, going to be some arguments, but at the end of the day, we all know that it's not about us. It's just about the impact and the mission that we have to instill this knowledge in the young men and, you know, to carry it forth. You know what's crazy about that? Do you listen to uh, Gary V? Absolutely. I got his book Gary, in my bag. Oh, crushing, it, crushing it. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities in what you said and what he said. Gary V hey, said that he knew what he was good at, mm-hmm. right? And then he knew what he wasn't good at. And mm-hmm. he was able to kind of do what you did. Say, okay, I'm not good at this. I need this person. Mm-hmm. I need this person. I need that person. Um, I've experienced... Self-awareness. It's yeah, important. Oh, no. Self-awareness is important. Superpower. Superpower, for sure. Important. Um, I know a lot of people who kind of want to do everything. And it's just, it's not working for them, mm-hmm. right? Um, because in some of these spaces, you literally can't. You want the best of every single aspect, yeah. right? And that's the only way to really bring a well-branded product to somebody mm-hmm. or a well-branded organization like yourself. Thank you. Yeah. So, quick question. Mm-hmm. So, you talked about, you know, bringing these people together. It helps to delegate different responsibilities to have the organization run smoothly. Is it planned in the works to expand outside of Renaissance, other high schools, or... Maybe in the future, long run, you know, young and dreaming, we always think big, maybe secure uh, a building mm-hmm. and like have a host, you know, things like that and have people sign up and come to this building and after school or mm-hmm. during the summers, all these types of things. Is that in the works or is that that's part of the y'all, vision? Y'all need to add. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, while you that playing, definitely, definitely, hey, definitely could use the software. I'm never going to be obliged to that. Uh, but to answer your question, Gabe, yes, that definitely is in our vision. Our vision is to not only just be at Renaissance, but we want to be at as many schools as we can. Right. And so what we plan to do is use Renaissance as kind of like our pilot school. You know, we want to definitely test it out, you know, for like two to three years, you know, just to see how everything runs um, without us actually being there. But at the same time, still having our access. Um, obviously, we'll be able to go to some of the programs, but how we want the program to run is we want to make sure these students know that, hey, this is this is for you. And as much 
participation and much activism that you have in the program is going to make it better. Because it's easy for me to give students a workshop and say, hey, do this. But when you give the power and the autonomy to the students, mm -hmm. then the program becomes even more powerful because they're taking the knowledge and information in, and they're using it at their at their leisure. They're right. making things on their own. Right, implementing it. Exactly. And then our biggest goal is to get it within several DPS high schools and then hopefully, you know, launch a uh, like a tour, you know, where we go like across, you know, the country um, and see different schools, you know, and and uh, take them travel, do like some, you know, um, what's the uh, like college? Uh, I forgot. It's like study abroad, but, we, okay. but not study abroad, but like inside the state. So I take the students to a, a college and they live oh, on the campus sweet. for okay. a weekend. Oh, that's a nice idea. Yeah, something yeah, that's like literally. that. That's uh, definitely something yeah, things that we, we want to expose them about. to. What is in their backyard? Exactly. Sometimes people overlook that. And uh, you know, it's I good to dream, was, but it's, it's also a victim important. of that, man. I just yeah. I didn't know a lot <laughs> just because I never saw it. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when you live, I went you know went to Renaissance, so living in Detroit, I never even thought of like a Wayne State or things like that to go to school, mm -hmm. just because it's like I don't I don't want to stay in Detroit or you know things like that, not knowing that it's so much to take advantage of here. So Absolutely. that that type of exposure is dope from people who are not too much older than you. I think is dope, mm -hmm. just because I, I think you can relate. I don't feel like I'm being talked at. I feel like I'm, you know, conversation. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm working with someone, even if I'm young. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels cool. Like, Drake came back to the school. He's 20. It feels cool. Mm -hmm. Not somebody who's, like, 50. And it's like, all right, right. he just <laughs> He's <laughs> not lecturing me. He treat me like a son. That's exactly what I wanted to feel like. That's dope. Like, That's he's dope. not relatable. Yeah. yeah. I definitely understand. And good segue, like, uh, into something else. I want to speak to, because you have a mentorship program, and you got all these ways, you're your Duffy, and you young mogul. Thank you. What importance do you put on establishing a foundation like mm. you know as far as like how do you go about doing that or mm -hmm. I don't know just give us give us some context into that because I, I think people miss that mm -hmm. everybody wants the dream but everyone is not just comfortable I think with building that foundation the exactly. foundation is ugly it's dirty it is it's, it's, it's I was just listening to a, um, a speech and he was talking about he metaphorically he compared building a foundation to like a house mm -hmm. he's like so he built the house with his dad and the whole time they were digging, right? They're digging and digging and digging. They're laying the foundation for this house. And then they, they put the like the steel wool and all that stuff. And then they poured cement over it. And he was like, when they started pouring the cement, he was like, what? Like, we just spent <laughs> weeks on this foundation right. and we just poured cement over it. But the importance was, without a good foundation, first, your house will crumble. Mm -hmm. With a good foundation, you can build anything on top of it. Skyscraper, build anything, house, mm -hmm. anything, and it's solid. But the part he was talking about was laying that foundation is important, and no one sees it, mm -hmm. right? right? No one sees the foundation. It's not the glorious part of the house. No one cares. It's, you know, mm -hmm. but it holds everything together. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because it reminded me of the book Instinct by T.D. Jakes. And, okay. he, and this is exactly what he talks about within the book. And he comes about it from a standpoint, just like you said, but he gives you an analogy. He says the Eiffel Tower wasn't built on the same foundation that your house was built on. Right. He said because if it was, it will crumble. At the same time, your house can be built on the same framework as the Eiffel Tower because it, would just, it wouldn't fit. So when it comes to the laying the foundation, that is a part a lot of people skip. And this is the part I love because when you lay the foundation, that is really where you put in all your work. That's where you're when you're grinding. That's really where you build your credibility because my foundation is built off of my network, the people who I connect with on a daily basis and the volunteer that I do, the different type of 
internships and the different type of free work that I've done just so I could get a connection, caddying at a country club, you know, laying the foundation. I'm still laying the foundation. And what a lot of people fail to realize is that what Gary Vee um, talks about it too, and excuse my French, he says sometimes you got to eat shit. And that's yeah. just a part of the game. Like, And if you're not willing to do that for a couple years, you're really not meant for it. And a lot of people are too prideful. They want it now. They want it tomorrow. But at the end of the day, you can't build a house in one day. Yeah. You, it takes time. You know, you, you got to, like you said, you got to lay the foundation. You got you to get the um, the right tools. You got to get the right people. You got to make sure the measurements are right. It's, it's just like building up yourself. And the foundation is what's going to hold everything together. My foundation is built off of my value system, what I believe in wholeheartedly, and what I know is going to push me every day. My value system is built off of love, care, passion, just respect for other people. And, you know, I'm a religious person, so God is at, you know, the head and the tail of my life, my mm-hmm. backbone. Without him, I wouldn't be here. That's my, what I believe in. But at the same time, what somebody else believes in, what their foundation is, is going to be different than mine. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's foundation can't be the same because then we'll all, you know, be, you know, like uh, fishes in a pond, you know, not going anywhere. So the foundation is something that a lot of people need to hone in on because if you don't, it's going to come back to bite you in the butt when you get to those points where it's like, oh, man, I should have did this a couple years ago. Like, oh, I should have been networking, you know, while I was in college and now you graduated and don't have any connections or don't have any resources. Like, this is the time, especially for, like college students who may be listening those four or four to five years, you should be trying to get your contact list yes. filled with yeah, everybody's number. All of it. The whole and my, and like oh in college, bro. Like Facts. It's, it's the best place, the best place to build a foundation. Really, really, I think from 18 to like 24, 23, I, I think is the best time to build absolutely. a foundation because low expectations, mm-hmm. low costs, mm-hmm. and I think people for don't people, expect you to, to that's that everyone will, is, is willing to, not everyone, but more people are willing to just give to you mm-hmm. yeah. if you ask. Mm-hmm. When you're young, when you're 18, 19, 20, and you walk to someone and say, I want to be this, they're like, oh, I'm willing to help because you're so young, well, right? I know this person. When well, you're 30 and you walk to somebody like, I want to be this, they're like, man, you're good. <laughs> like, exactly. It's just different. Exactly. Like, that is. Take advantage of these. Mm-hmm. College, even if you're not in college, build a foundation. Take the risk while you're young. Exactly. Take the risk. So let's mm-hmm. put it like this, y'all. So I know you're talking about your foundation. Mm-hmm. You're talking about other people having their version of their foundation. Mm-hmm. What would you say to those people that you know in your life, right? Because we all got them, mm-hmm. who are trying to build a foundation, but they're struggling, mm-hmm. and it deters them from building it. Keep pushing. How? What would you say from your experience besides keep pushing? That's You know what I'm saying? You can keep pushing. Keep pushing is real, real basic. Yeah. Keep pushing is definitely a part of it, but then I would, tell, I would tell that person... You need to figure out what what's your why. Like what like why are you doing what you're, what you're doing? Okay. Because if you do not have a purpose for what you're doing in life, then you're always going to be willing to quit. You're always going to be willing to throow in the towel because you have no reason of doing it besides yourself. Yeah. One of the reasons why I go so hard every day is because my mom is still living on West Six Mile out of Drive, and her house has been broken in twice, and her car tires have been stolen. I live down the street from a house that was rated for drugs, and I've been living there for the past six years. That's my why. Like, as much success that I have obtained uh, throughout the years, my mom is still living in the same place, you know, that we've been living in. So, until I'm able to put myself as well as my family in better positions and what I can live comfortably, I'm, I'm not satisfied. I'm not content. You can give me all the accolades in the world, but if I feel as though that 
I haven't done what it is I'm supposed to do as a son for my family as, as well as the people who have, you know, vouched for me. They know the work is not done. The impact is, is, is not, you know, where it's supposed to be. So you got to figure out what's your why. Like, why, why are you doing it? And if you don't have a why, you're always going to fail or you're always going to feel like, you know, this is not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it because you don't even know why you're doing it in the first place. Right. So until you have that why, until you have that solid purpose for what you do, why you do it, then there there is no final destination. You know, that's just like going to a party, you know, the address, you know, yeah, it's exactly true. what it yeah, is. Like, wh- where you, exactly. Where are you going? Square. So and, turn on the radio. I can't see. Exactly. So until until you figure out what's your why or what's your purpose or why do you do what you do, then your your process is going to be more difficult. So I definitely would say spend more time doing that before, you know, you start attacking different things. Always figure out what's the end goal. Why am I doing this? And once you have that down pat then the sky's the limit because everything else is just going to start to filter in. For, and also, I think, for people who, who feel they have their why and you still feel like you're struggling or you're hitting a wall, mm-hmm. yeah, I think in those situations, you just got to evaluate what it's worth to you. And you mm-hmm. got to keep going. That's why I say keep pushing. I'm assuming mm-hmm. for people who have that why. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like you... For... it's it's Everyone's story is different. Mm-hmm. And some people's breakthrough comes within the first couple years of them going after something, some people it takes 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. I look at mainstream success Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. I know I always talk about it, but his yeah. story is incredible because yeah. like, he lived, check, check. We he, saw him he on talks about different story. movies. Well, I said, you saw him in the crappiest yeah. movie, breaking yeah. here with Benny Siegel. Like, Paper Soldiers. Right. Paper Soldiers. Right. Uh, Solo Play. Like you mm-hmm. said, but he got booed off Scary the stage movie before. Too. Scary movie All these movies and all these, these attempts at trying to launch his career and it took so long. Mm-hmm. Right, if you go look at his interviews where he was doing Think Like a Man and just see the growth from then to now, like it takes time, mm-hmm. yeah. And for every success that we've seen him have, it's been at least 10 failures behind one success. Mm-hmm. That's a t- if we just go to say it's a 10 to 1 ratio, I'm pretty sure many a time she <laughs> felt like oh, I should quit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I he had kids, mm-hmm. he had a, a, a marriage at one point in time. I'm pretty sure him, him being a comedian. And an actor, those type of dreams that don't bring in consistent money until you, you know, really pop it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he had times we went to quit. Mm-hmm. But it was worth a lot to him. Because one, he had his why. He had his vision. He had heartbeat production in the back of his head the whole time. He had, you know, not only being an actor, a a comedian, but being a producer, you know, the owner of a company. Putting his friends on all these things in the back of his mind. And it pushed him to never give up. So if people have the why... You just got to, how important is it to you? What's it worth? Mm-hmm. And then you just got to keep going. And I think along the way you evaluate, you evaluate, because everyone looks at that differently. Mm-hmm. Some people like Cardi B, she hot, people, she talked about it like, she had a timeline. She was like, if I don't break through within the next five years or so, I'm going to switch careers. Because I'm not about to be 30 still chasing this rap career. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's that was her worth. That's mm-hmm. how much it was worth to her. I'm going to give it everything I got for five years. Everything. Every dollar I got is going to go to studio time, whatever. Like, you have to evaluate and, and state your worth or how much something's worth. And then you have to evaluate, like, the self-audit thing, right? Yeah, so yeah. Every, evaluate every what you're doing, what do you're doing. Know, all right. right. I'm, this is so important to me, I'm giving it everything. Or mm-hmm. this is very important to me, but my reality says this type of thing. You got you to gotta define that. So. Hey, low-key, man. Speaking about the why, why did you start a podcast? Okay. 
So it was one of those. Wait, what's the name of the podcast and stuff? Name of the podcast is Duffy Season Podcast on Apple Podcasts, or you can go check that out on the Anchor app, and it's D U F F Y and then S Z N, like Duffy Season. Oh, we bring the Duffy back. Yes, sir. Okay. Absolutely. So I was actually I got inspired by Gary V, and one of the things he always talks about is document and not create. He says that a part of building up your personal brand or just laying your foundation is people need to know who you are as a person and whatever value that you can put out to the public, you need to just do it. And one of the best ways to do that is the podcast. Like everybody, I love to talk. I lo- I can talk all day, every day about the, ra- the most random things. So I figured, you know, why not talk about, why not do a podcast and then just talk about anything I want to talk about because nobody can tell me. I'm wrong. Nobody can tell me I'm right. You can't take my podcast down because I put it up. And if you do that, you know, it's kind of messed up. If you, you know, go all the way to Apple and anger. Hey, exactly. <laughs> so I put my podcast together. And what was crazy, I spent a month planning my podcast. And I told myself, I said, I'm not going to start my podcast until I have 10 weeks worth of content. Okay, so right. I spent my first month just drafting up what I wanted to talk about, the ideas, the t- from like everything from the ideas to like the titles for, of my podcast. Mm-hmm. I wanted everything to be kind of like eye-catching or sound like appealing. Like if somebody didn't know who I was, but they saw the title of the podcast, would they click on it? Right. So that's like the first month. That's what I did. I thought I did a good job. I know I did everything on my own, you know. I could have asked for help, but it was just one of those projects. I was like, you know, I'm just going, I'm just going to do it. And then uh, I pulled like the flyer together, and what 12 weeks ago, uh, I just dropped it and I said, hey, my first week is next week. Got so much feedback, like people was like, oh, I can't wait, can't wait. People in my comments telling me they're gonna listen. And then when the podcast rolled out, you know, I got a lot more feedback telling people they liked it, they can't wait for the rest of the episodes to come. So I did a full season. 10, 10 weeks worth Every episode was no more than 8 minutes So I tried to keep it short and sweet Because I was the only person speaking mm-hmm. I didn't want to take too much of anybody's time But at the same time I wanted my content to be valuable I want somebody to go back to it And like get valuable points out of it And I did my podcast Because a lot of people asked me like Dre how do you how do you do everything you do? How did you start your mentoring program? You know, How do you think like you think? How do you do the things you do? And so I said instead of just Telling everybody, you know, one by one, why don't y'all just go listen to me talk? And so that's one of the reasons why I did my podcast. And I know everybody's not going to listen to it, but at the end of the day, I know I can always go back to say, I can all can always go back to something and use it as like, hey, go listen to this if you want to know like what the Duffy is. Somebody asked me that on Instagram the other day. They're like, what the Duff? What is the Duffy? So I sent them a link to the Duffy podcast. So I was like, why listen to me? I mean, why type out a whole explanation when you can just listen to the podcast and get some more bits and pieces from it. And, you know, it was one of those bucket list things. Like, oh, I did a podcast. It's kind of sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Exactly. And it's on Apple Podcasts, so I can right. sound lit. Like, oh, yeah, I'm on Apple. So, you People know. People always ask like, how do I get on Apple? Plugs. But, yeah. it's great because, like, they can listen to your content mm-hmm. at their leisure, mm-hmm. right? So you Absolutely. can still be reaching those people, right? whoever it is, 18, 19, 20, between mm-hmm. classes, at when they eat lunch, driving to school, commuters, mm-hmm. things like that. They can still get your content, right? Absolutely. Not just that. Like, I follow Gary V too, 
And I love what he talks main, about. Main, main lesson here, y'all. Follow Gary V. Everybody <laughs> listen to Gary V. That's I, all I, I love Gary V, but I hate Gary V. We're talking about later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Gary V taking all the Just follow him on YouTube. That's all I'm saying. Gary no, Gary v, v don't, bro. Gems. He, he drops gems. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. a lot of it is very common sense almost, but he just says it like straightforward, like like your friend would tell you straight up, like, bro, you're acting the that. Um, he just kind of just lays it out but what he talks about is like especially today one personal brand like you said is mm-hmm. very important very, people very. love to feel connected yes. to whatever they're following yes. and today today because we are on Instagram and Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and everything that we do for the most part is curated to our personal like mm-hmm. liking mm-hmm. so in today's world people don't only follow because your content and largely they do right mm-hmm. but also they follow for who you are mm-hmm. and why the, if they like you, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, just letting them peek into your world and seeing that. They're like, oh, this is dope. I'm going to listen. I'm going to follow. This is why you see stars nowadays who have TV shows and stuff. They're avid Instagram users or mm-hmm. avid Twitter users. Yep. Like, they tweet all day or stuff like that because if you don't have a connection to your fans, for the most part, it's going to be tough for you to be successful in today's mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so that that's super important, which I like that. So, I don't know. Another thing that Gary Vee talks about is um, expanding your platform or your message or, or content product across multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. So one thing, like for us, we started the podcast in, in, in the beginning just to kind of launch the brand, the Young and Dreaming and everything, and then to follow up, this will eventually be video, and then we will start dropping the short film, the web series, the music series, like that, off of the Young and Dreaming. But you need to be able to connect with people on all levels. So some people like listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Some people want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Some people want to read it. Mm-hmm. You know, some people want it. Audio. Just, Audio just whatever, right, whatever. Mm-hmm. However they want it, people want it, and you have to be able to give it to them on all those platforms. So mm-hmm. one thing I thought is dope, just about like the, the expansion of the podcast and how they all becoming popular is it's an avenue for that. And then it's expandable, mm-hmm. right? You can take Duffy season and transfer it to so many other things. Exactly. And some people who might not be able to attend a workshop can listen mm-hmm. or all that. So Duffy sees it like a producer tag. Duffy sees Loki, I'm gonna have to put that in my uh, put that in my back pocket. Duffy sees production. Duffy become a producer. Duffy sees on the younger Get your bag. Get your body, me. All right, man. So we at the second point in the podcast. And we normally do with every dope Detroit that we have. Mm-hmm. 60 second rapid fire. You ready? Ready. All right, here we go. Favorite dream car? My favorite dream car is a Mercedes Benz. Favorite place to travel? Favorite place to travel is going to be Africa. Favorite airline? Favorite airline is Delta. Boat or jet ski? Boat. If you were president right now, what would you do? Fire Trump and get rid of everybody. I'm dead. <laughs> what skill would, would you like to learn? I would like to learn how to use Adobe Suite and, uh, yeah, just Adobe Suites. Okay. Uh, read a book, hard copy or ebook. Hard copy, for sure. What person do you admire? My dad. Uh, favorite artist, past or present? Payroll Giovanni. I'm dead. Favorite artist, present? Payroll Giovanni. <laughs> Who would you like to play in the movie of your life? Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, man. I'm getting stumped. Um, Denzel Washington. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. That's so basic. <laughs> oh, Michael B. Jordan. No, Michael B. Jordan. Michael okay. B. Jordan. Because he's hot right now. Because he's popping. He's basic. Yeah, five. five. I could have said Chadwick. Oh, two. bet you won't. I bet you won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> all right, all right. So here on the Younger Gentleman Podcast, we always like to ask the, the, the final question, the ultimate question of what this is. So what is your ultimate dream? What's the dream, bro? My dream is to be the best entrepreneur to come out of the city of Detroit and create the largest impact that anybody that knows me, that anybody who's going to know me, and just continue to spread positivity, joy. So I'm just going to be the best. You know, my dream is to just live life by my own means, be happy, love, and, you know, stay in my duffy and have some fun. That's the dream. That's the right. dream. That's the dream. What, That's the what, dream. Side, just a follow-up question because I always do this too. Um, what What does the entrepreneurial side look like? Just give me a quick, quick, like what's your what's your dream on what businesses you want to start or what, you know, what does you want that hub to look or like? Even that experience. Like you trying to make the next you're trying to fly. Absolutely. Next so Danny G. I'll be I will be <laughs> the uh, proud CEO of my own personal branding and development company okay. that's focusing on branding, marketing, as well as social media engagement. Okay. And I will be launching that. Hopefully, by this year, you know, just starting it, you know, kind of get my feet wet. But ultimately, I, I'm going to be a young mogul. I'm going to be on the Forbes list. I'm going to be noted as one of the most dominant um, young black men to come out from the city of Detroit. Nobody's going to match my intensity. Nobody's going to match my impact. Nobody's going to match my level of energy. And I'm just going to do everything that I can to be recognized and just to leave behind a legacy. And everywhere I go, somebody's going to ask, like, who is that guy? Like, we need, like, we want him. We want that energy. And that's that's what it's gonna be, you know. Diddy, that's my goal. That's my like my number one person I want to work with. So when we cross paths, it's gonna be too lit. If you had if you was at a dinner right now with Diddy, what's your what's your you get one question? What's the question? Dinner with Diddy. No. Dinner with Diddy. My first my, my number one question is yeah, when you get one question. I get one question. Yeah. What is it? You said it like four times. <laughs> you, you, you missed I one did. question. <laughs> <laughs> you missed. Like, come on, come Diddy over there. You know Diddy. Right. Making right. the bed. Right. That's it. My number one question for Diddy. <clears throat> Mr. Sean Diddy Combs. I appreciate the time that we have for you right now. But I've been waiting to ask you this a long time. When would you like me to start? That's it. That's the question. It's a wrap, Tony. <laughs> it's a wrap. Because at that point, he ain't got nothing. He ain't gonna have, he have no choice but to hire me. Hey. Because that's how, that's, that's, how, that's how confident I am in myself. Okay. Some people may say it's not a little arrogant. Like, that's the question. You're going to... Yes. Got to have confidence. Got to have confidence. Got to have confidence. If you don't believe in yourself, yeah. who else will? I mean, you know, I can't have more confidence than Diddy. Shoot. So when can I, I start? When can I start? That's my question. When can I start? All right. And wrap. Uh, shout out to your Instagram, your social, everything where people can find you. Absolutely. So you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the same name, two underscores, Dre4. And you can follow me on Facebook at Andre Nichols. The second, A-N-D-R-E-I, last name Nichols, N-I-C-H-O-L-S. The second, if you follow Andre Nichols, that's my dad, and you might kind of creeped out because that's not me, but it's still Andre Nichols, but that's the first. So <laughs> make sure you follow the second. So that's two underscores, Dre4, the number four, and Facebook at Andre Nichols the second. And you can follow me on Twitter, and every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m., I release the Good Morning Hustlers, which is my self-motivation uh, for everybody. So tune in to that. Um, that's then that's a wrap, Duffy season. Duffy season. All right, and then in closing, uh, don't forget June first, the Garden. Hey, hey, game you know, trying to Black get me to Black Titan Hills. I don't wear suits. Young and Dreaming is one of the official sponsors on the on the Black Titan Hills affair event uh, in Detroit, Michigan, at the Garden Theater. Uh, doors open at eight p.m. 
So if you got your tickets already, it might be steep because we're sold out online. I think it's literally, literally maybe one ticket online left. I did then, check. Uh, I did check. I you think can, it, you can hit up. Um, go to the Black Titan Hills uh, Instagram and you can find some of the, the locations where you can purchase tickets. It's, it's few. It's few. And it's so, a party buses. I don't know if y'all know party, That's gone. You know All the VIP is gone. I'm just telling you, look. Don't be on the outside of the door come June 1st. I'm trying to get in. in. Banging on the door because we're going to be going all night. Right. Um, and rap, don't forget, tune in. We got new content coming. We've expanded. We added a photographer. We got that coming. Video content is coming very soon. Music series rolls out in the coming months. So everyone just stay tuned. Keep taking this journey with us. Young and dreaming. It's a wrap.